drinking DJ shots. So what we have, I'm about to tell you, (laughs) if you give me a minute, (laughs) we got an ounce of crown. We got an ounce of peach schnapps. We're going to shake that shit together in a shaker with ice and pour it into a shot glass. And that is a DJ shot. I feel like there should be more alcohol, but maybe... Well, it's, it's all alcohol. It's, it's two liquors. Yeah. In my head, when I hear DJ, I feel like they'd steal a bunch of shit on there and shake it around. But I guess it probably would taste terrible. So, yeah. I will stick with my cup of tequila. <laughs> Just a big old cup of tequila. Yeah. I got some lime juice in there. Yep. Yeah, I'm just drinking straight lime turkey 101. Oh, That's yeah. what I do. Lime That's all I drink. No, because it's... And it doesn't, it's not because I'm bad, it's because I don't like the taste of beer, and I don't want to drink a bunch. Beer's I just, I get annoyed with having a drink to get drunk, so I'm just like, give me a fucking shot, I'll, I'll be done with it. And I'll make a bunch of gross faces, and I'll be all yeah. right. Who wants to go first? Matt, you go first, it's your topic. Yeah, yeah. sure, I'll go first. All uh, right. Where's my, my legal pad? From the <laughs> your office. post-it note. Officially, <laughs> official from the Office Depot. I got the big legal pads in here, too, if y'all are offended by how little this one is. <laughs> Uh, so, my topic for this is back before digital digital television and radio and stuff like that, TVs never had a de- designation for Channel 37. And a lot of people had different conspiracies about that. Like, it's weird. It just skips from 36 to 38. You put it on 37 and it's just static all the time. There was a time where... In the 60s, I think, 18 stations around the, the country, the United States, actually didn't get the allotment for Channel 37. None of them ever made it to the air. And a lot of them petitioned and tried to buy out the allotment for different stations so they could air whatever bullshit program they wanted. But it was about some scientists. I, I want to say in like Ohio or something like that. They were studying the atmosphere, and they were using radio waves to do it. And the specific frequency they had to be on was the same frequency that Channel 37 like, This sounds like some number station shit, like, yeah. domestically, because ham radios go super long distance? Yeah. What the hell? So they were saying radio waves were interfering with their equipment, you know, their telescopes and things like that. They were using to measure the atmosphere. But they only requested a 600-mile radius from where they were doing that research. Because they said after 600 miles, you know, it's not going to interfere enough to make a difference. (coughs) But there was one place, I want to say like New Jersey or something like that, that ended up getting on 37 and fucking with them. Like, not on purpose. They just, you know, they were assigned that, that frequency. And those people, the scientists, went and complained to the FCC and every government organization. So the FCC actually came up with a a 10-year plan 
to where no channel would ever be on 37. Or no station would ever be able to use 37. And then after that 10 years was up, they then reevaluated and made it a permanent ban. And Canada, Mexico, Guatemala, and Belize also banned Channel 37. Most of them banned it permanently right from the start. Even if it wasn't digital, it wouldn't fucking matter. Well, once That's they, what I'm saying. They're saying it, 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 it shouldn't affect you after that, but they're yeah. still saying, nah, fuck it well, forever, but that doesn't, that doesn't well, make back, sense. Back then, they didn't see digital as something that was coming. So they just banned it because they thought, you know, what we got is what we got. So maybe they're still using it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, even if they went to digital, they were like, no, we still need that one, but we're not using it, but it's fucking with shit or whatever, you know, whatever excuse they're using. So That's weird as shit. There was one place in, in New York in 2000 that actually was able to get on Channel 37 and also Channel 3 because they were kind of kind of made together. And that was the first channel in American history that was ever allowed to broadcast on Channel 37. But by then, digital TV was coming out and stuff like that, so it didn't really make that much of a difference. It didn't interfere with anything at that point. But it, even after digital TV was a thing, it still took that long before anybody was able to get that. That's, That's trippy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a whole long thing about it where the FCC didn't really want to, they didn't want to give that to the scientists because they're looking at how can we make money. Mm. We can sell this to a broadcast network and make money. The scientists aren't paying for it. They just want it for research. They're like some college scientists or whatever. So the FCC is thinking, you know, we're not, we're not getting paid by you. Why should we hold back something that can make us money? And there was a really long legal fight over it. It lasted for years before they came up with a 10-year plan. That's all I got. That's all you got. That was super short. Who wants to go next? It's short, but it was really interesting. Do your number stations. Yeah, I'm going to go because I've got number stations, and mine actually fits in with some shit you was talking about. Um, Let's see. So, everybody knows what number stations are, but I'm just going to run it down. It's a shortwave radio station. That broadcasts a series of numbers, and people believe that they're um, put out there for intelligence officers working in other countries or whatever. Um, some of them, it's constant, same thing, like it's on a schedule, and some of them, it's just fucking random. Like, which that blows my mind. If it's random, how the hell do they know when to listen? Two way, two way cipher. They don't. They, they, they know <clears throat> when to listen, but don't know what's going to happen. And their cipher only does that one broadcast, and the other person only does it at a certain time and they only have a certain information where you have to know when it's going to happen but don't know what it's going to say and your cipher will only unlock that one broadcast. They do all kinds of, it's like double blind drops. It's crazy, like CS, fucking CIA yeah. shit. Anyway, so they first used this <laughs> in World War One, and then they started using it a whole lot during the Cold War. Um, many of them are still running today. You can get little apps on your phone. You can tune in and listen to the right to the number stations, which I've done. I used are, to love that shit. Are those apps like playing actual number stations, or just like some made up? Most most phones stations? in America don't have the radio that you can listen to radio on your phone yeah. straight in. So you have to have an app to do it because it's through the internet. But it's like an internet connected to their because like yeah. they have a radio frequency, so, and they just feed you whatever lives playing like a couple yeah, of seconds that, later. That was that was yeah. the 
the question I was asking. But you like, can still listen to them live, like strangership, or they'll yeah, feed you the air. That, that was the question I was, I was getting to, like, are you actually getting a real number station that's live? I know it's doing the roundabout way to get it through the internet protocol and all, but or is it just some made-up bullshit, like I'm sitting over here fucking doing my number station, I'm uploading to the internet, and nobody's... Oh, no, it's real. Like, because, and you have to know where to go or, you know, type in the whatever or you can just scroll through until you hear something cool. But, um, there is one, um, it's called, it's MDZHB is what it's labeled or whatever. It has been broadcasting since 1982, 24 hours a day. Nobody has ever come out and claimed it and said, yes, this is ours, um, all it plays is like this weird buzzing sound, and then every few seconds it's like a weird horn, like from a boat, kind of. You know what I'm talking about? Like that weird yeah, boat yeah. horn. Um, people call it the buzzer. Um, once or twice a week, a man or a woman will come on at just some random time and just start reading random words in Russian, and it's words like dinghy. Farming specialist and just weird shit like that. Absolutely, anybody can go in and listen to this station. I listened to it today. It is four six two five is the channel. Forty fucking years. Yeah. Has anybody listened to it and the voices sound similar? Is it completely different all the time? You just like a random. I don't. That I don't know. What is the name of the app that you use? Yeah. Um. I'm looking. I'm interested. I'm not trying to interrupt. I like this. This is interesting as shit. I I actually. I know what she was um, doing, so I don't know. I actually texted it to myself so I wouldn't lose it. So I will. And I like the movie Number Stations with old, uh, John Cusack. It was really good. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's, he's protecting a person working in a number station. He's like a CIA operative or something. And it was good as shit. I liked it a lot. It's mainly just him and like one chick basically in like in a room the most of the time where she's like an operative and he's protecting her. And then someone goes to like fuck with him during their 12-hour stint or whatever. But it was good. I liked it a lot. Uh, can, can I? You were looking at shit. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't interrupt anything. She was looking I, up shit because she didn't know what I asked for the name of the app and she sent me a, like a website. Well, yeah, because that's what not I, It's not an app. It's You can do it on your phone. Fuck off. But you're... you're Basically, your it's like an internet recorder. Okay, if you don't it's have not an app. It is a thing. It's a website. You, it's a website. Either way. Um, so, people believe that... Um, it's run by the Russian military, but they have never come out and said, yes, it's ours. Everybody's just like, nobody knows who fucking runs it. Um, there's a lot of conspiracies about what it is. People think they're communicating with submarines. Some people think they're talking to aliens. Some people think it is what they call a dead hand signal, which apparently there's a thing where it scans sound waves. Um... And so they think that this is hooked up to all their nuclear weapons, and it's it will keep playing that sound just forever as long as there are sounds going on around them. So if they get hit by a nuclear bomb, it will also see that. Like it can detect nuclear fallout, it said. That will immediately stop it and immediately launch their fucking it's nuclear. sound powered dead man switch? What yeah. the fuck? That's what people, that's and that is neat. I had never heard neat. of this. Yeah, that's a, but, that's a good um, way to do it so nobody can yeah. control it either. Let's see. And apparently this, the, um. your antenna breaks. The, yeah, I know, right? Apparently that, the scanning the airwave for signs of life is a thing. Now, whether or not it's hooked up to nuclear weapons, that's where the conspiracy comes in. But that is a thing, and lots of people think that they do use that. But why would you need to use that? 
why, what else would you use to verify 100% that something's going to happen without electricity or having a way to... Yeah. You, the only way to do it is to make sure there's vibrations and radio... Like, when one dies, you want to have a backup in case and not murder everybody, you know, unless it's a good time to murder everybody. Um, <laughs> which is going to be... I don't want to kill everybody at the wrong time well, in the world. So, supposedly, the right if they get hit, it's going to... Mad. It'll know it. It will turn Usually off and sure event, I mean, yeah. immediately nuclear. Everybody's getting nuked. Vladimir Putin has actually been quoted as saying that no one would survive a nuclear war between Russia and the United States. Yeah, no shit. And they think that that's why, because just, apparently it's just launching every fucking thing that they just have. Just the two of us, we have like ten thousand nukes. Yeah. All of them pretty much stronger than the ones we dropped in Japan. Every fucking one of them. And they're all over the United States and Russia and every base we have. Oh, wow. I guarantee you they're hidden everywhere. But that is what I've it's got from crazy. number stations. If y'all don't know about number stations, look them up because they're interested in this shit. Like, the only, like, exposure that I had to number stations is that I watched that, like, trashy show, Scandal. And that's actually, <laughs> that's actually not what, what it was for on, on, on that show. What it was is that they said the number stations, um... When when the uh, the dialogue changed, that was telling the assassins to go back yeah, home. They were sending, like they were sending their secret messages on them. Yeah, so it was like for the CIA assassins. That's what it was. Uh -huh. Which is what a lot of number stations were used for to send secret messages. Yeah, so I, I've always thought that was an interesting topic, but I've never looked into it a whole lot. I've listened to some before. I never listened to anything. I didn't know what it was until I watched Scandal. It's the same as people that listen to police scanners. I mean, yeah. you just flip through and see or something. You're like, oh, there's some beats. And, you know, like, I don't know, like, Morse code or any of that, so I can't figure it out. But sometimes, like, the farming specialist, there will be just, like, a word every once in a while. They probably have some sort of, like, a, I would say, like, a vocode program, like a computer-generated yeah. where it sounds realistic enough for just how whatever words they need. Like, yeah. If you have one person record all the words you need and combine it, It'd be easier if they don't, you know they're not going to say anything else but what you know they're going to say. It'd be a lot easier to make a, make something that could just say it out loud and not have to worry about a person being there. You could have control by computer. Female, male, whatever, change the pitch and you're go, you're done. Yeah. In my next, or, I, 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 I go last month's probably the longest. I did a lot no, of No, you go, because mine's short and we'll stupid, and knock, knock so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, then do yours and I'll do mine last and we can knock it Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, my, mine is short and stupid, so I have tinfoil hats. That is... <laughs> Are you saying my tinfoil hat is stupid? Tinfoil hats, as a thing, has a Wikipedia page, which I thought was fucking funny as shit. I, I don't know why, but that just amused the fuck out of me. And what they said about tinfoil hat, they said, a tinfoil hat is a hat made from one or more sheets of aluminum foil or a piece of conventional headgear lined with foil, often worn in the belief or hope that it shields the brain from threats such as electromagnetic fields, mind control, and mind reading. The notion of wearing homemade headgear for such protection has become a popular stereotype and byword for paranoia, persecutory delusions and belief in pseudoscience and conspiracy th theories. So that's what Wikipedia said about it. So the basis for um, the tinfoil hat, like the scientific basis for the tinfoil hat, is the Faraday cage. 
The Faraday cage is an enclosure formed by a mesh of conductive materials, which is meant to block electrostatic and electromagnetic influences. Tinfoil hats, though, they make terrible Faraday cages because they don't fit over everything. They just kind of like sit on top of your hat. So, you know, it's, well, a, it's a terrible design. Also, like the whole point of a Faraday cage is completely enclosed. Right, if right. If you put something on the top of your head, the bottom is not enclosed. Right, yeah. It's like having a ground. So, 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 so that, that's the point. Like, the only way that it would work is if it was a Faraday cage, yeah. and it, it and it's not. So, in 2005, MIT decided to test out tinfoil hats. They made three designs, which they called the Classical, the Fez, <laughs> and the Centurion. Then they looked at the strength of transmissions between a radio frequency signal generator and a receiver antenna placed on various parts of the subject's bare and covered heads. So, MIT actually, <laughs> which is hilarious to me. The helmets did shield the subjects from radio waves over most of the spectrum. However, the helmets amplified the 2.6 gigahertz frequency, which would be used for mobile communication and broadcast satellites, and the 1.2 gigahertz frequency, which would be used for aeronautical radio navigation and space-to-Earth and space-to-space -space satellites. So this indicates that the tinfoil hats would actually be counterproductive in what Unless they... you're in Heaven's Gate, and they would amplify your signals to the aliens so you can get off Earth. <laughs> So it That's would, what they said. Yeah, so it would do ex the exact opposite of what they needed it to do. Yeah, absolutely. Tinfoil hats may be tied to the opposition of Freemasonry when it began in 1717. Non-Freemasons believed that the Brotherhood were using mind control on them, and some of them believed that aluminum foil had protective properties which would block the mind control uh, tactics of the Freemasons. They made hats of the foil and called themselves the Mad Hatters. The first recorded use of tinfoil hats happened in 1927 in a short story by Julian Hurley called The Tissue Culture King. Caps of metal foil were said to block the effects of uh, telepathy. Weird Al parodied royals and created the song Foil in 2014. And also, Signs. Apparently, I don't remember this, but I know I saw this movie. That's the one with Mel Gibson, right? And Jaquan Phoenix in, like, water. Joaquin Phoenix. Apparently, they wore tinfoil hats. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Holy shit. What have you been calling him? Don't. No, nothing. I didn't say anything. I'm like, <laughs> I heard it the first time. Shh, I didn't say anything. It's on record. God but damn. I will not what, I've always I didn't that. hear what he was Oh, it's not important. Keep going. Yeah, keep but going. But <laughs> I don't remember it, and I know I saw the movie, but apparently there is a scene where, like, him and I guess some yep. other kids are, like, in temple hats. Yep, that happened in that movie. I don't remember, but it's been forever since I saw it. And, yeah, that, that's, a, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just it. Let's just end it right there. Yeah. He <laughs> called him Joe Quan, didn't he? For, for one, <laughs> aluminum foil is really thin, and for a low-powered transmission, it would reflect it, but if someone increased the power, it would definitely not help at all. Plus, you know, the whole bottom of your head is still exposed. But I guess the they're whole... only worried about the brain part, right? <laughs> so yeah. Your whole brain is covered. 
But what is your brain connected to? I don't know. Everything <laughs> else in your body. The so rest. you would have to wear like a whole tenfold suit. Yeah. But then that wouldn't even work because it does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. <laughs> so. What's the opposite of tenfold? Like wax paper? I guess it would be something. <laughs> would that be it? So would that no, work? No. no. <laughs> What's my expected opposite of tenfold? <laughs> 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 like if, it, if that does the opposite of what they wanted it to do, then maybe, maybe they should try it with the opposite thing. So what is the opposite of tenfold? I think a lot of people came to the conclusion of the aluminum because, for one, it's metal, but it's also reflective on one side thinking that might give them a better chance, but it doesn't really. Because, like I said, for one, aluminum foil is incredibly thin, and a strong enough wave of whatever frequency couldn't get through that. The <clears throat> Max Hedrum incident from yeah. Chicago, 1987, which is my favorite. Yes. 1987. Yeah. Before I was born. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucking crazy. I was only six at the time, apparently. So, yeah, whatever. I don't care. It was cool as shit. I was one of those negatives at the time. Do you know who Max Hedrum is? Yeah, I, I know the story. I, I, I don't know if you even know who the character was. A lot of people don't even know who that is. Like it's, yeah. Max Hedrum was like a character. He I wasn't was, born much I want to say, after that. was it British TV? He like took over a network. He was supposed to be digital, but it was really just a dude in a costume. They did a lot of editing and... He did a lot of repeats of words and shit, but in Chicago, roughly, no, sorry, it's not roughly, everything is exact, which is why it's all suspicious that this shit happened. And at 9.14 p.m., November 22nd, 1987, on Channel 9 in Chicago, which is WGN specifically, that makes, that means something, uh, a video interrupted, uh, their broadcast that was 30 seconds long or so, no audio, just a dude in a Max Hedrum mask. Nothing really happened, they didn't know exactly what happened, but they kicked him off. And then two hours later, uh, one of the affiliate channels, so it's the same network, got interrupted again. And this video was uh, like two and a half minutes long. So uh, on channel 11, uh, Max Hedrum, in a mask, it's just some random dude pops up with a really fucked up voice, and uh, according to the investigators, behind him looks like a tall metal rolling door, like the corrugated doors they used to have in like Chicago, oh, yeah. like you have to have a warehouse, so that's how they try to narrow it down where they might have been, uh, was behind him, and he had it spinning, and he uh, shows up, and he interrupts Doctor Who, and calls Doctor Who, oh, he's a freaking nerd. He, he opens up with that to call him a nerd <laughs> and thinks he says, he says, I can do, I think I can do better than Chuck uh, Swirsky, which was the uh, announcer for the Chicago Bulls at the time, I believe. He had just been on TV and he was talking shit about some of the other people that were on there. Then uh, he talks about catching the wave while swinging a dildo around in his hands with his back <laughs> yeah. It's crazy as shit, yeah. And then he starts singing the theme song to a cartoon from the 60s that everybody identified as called uh, Clutch Cargo. It's about like an ape or something. I had never even heard of it. But he starts singing this theme song and everybody recognizes him humming it. And then he uh, tells everybody, your love is fading. Throws a dildo on the floor. <laughs> and then he says, I stole the files. And then says CBS. 
which is, I guess, the, the parent company. And WGN, which is the company he's on, had to do with the uh, a newspaper in Chicago that was, like, it meant as, as good as something good news or something. It's whatever company owned the broadcast network before. So they thought it might have been an old, uh, like, someone that worked there and was disgruntled an ex-employee or something like that. After he throws the dildo on the floor, he says, I stole CBS. And then he's like, oh, my files. Like, he stole some shit, which is also weird. And then uh, he says, I just made a giant masterpiece for all the greatest world newspaper nerds. So only people that knew this company that was a broadcast company used to be owned by a newspaper would get the joke or anything. It's weird as fuck that he says all this shit. And then after that, he puts on a glove and says, my brother is wearing the other glove, which I assume was the other Max Hedrum. It just had to do with a joke. And he says, the glove is dirty. Everything cuts off, kind of. And then back, and it's just his mask because his head isn't there, and he's sideways. And his ass is sitting right here. And some woman starts swatting him with a fly swatter. <laughs> it's weird as shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, you see all he says is, they're coming to get me. Oh, come get me, bitch. Fly swatter. <laughs> and then it cuts out. And it's weird as shit. It's like two and a half minutes long. It never repeated. It never happened again. And uh, from the investigations, the only way to have done this to over to, to override their broadcasting signal signal was to be somewhere where the two that two antennas that triangulated or not triangulated that's three but that combined to go into one antenna to make the signal and to, to go out so they had to overdo one of these with enough power that it thinks it's the the signal and uh, broadcast over it at two different networks within two hours of each other know how to do all that and have all the equipment and all I keep hearing is anybody could do that it's super cheap. It was only like 10 grand in equipment in the 80s. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. <laughs> 10 grand in equipment and knowing what you're doing with weird-ass cable shit in the 80s and all that shit. No. <laughs> Somebody like, knows who this is. No, like, knowing how to set all that stuff up is really not complicated, but having enough power to generate a signal strength strong enough to take over. And being in the area and yeah. knowing what you're doing at the same time. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. It'd have to be somebody in the industry related somehow. You're and not actually, a, you're not a hobbyist at that point. I wanna say like a year before that someone had uh, broadcast some shit on what was it? It's, it was from Florida, it was a guy who worked at a Florida network. I think HBO or Showtime had just raised their rates and he broadcast like just a static message that said, Oh, you wanna pay twelve ninety nine a month for HBO? Not me, and I think it was signed Doctor Midnight, that was his name. I might be wrong, but that was like the original guy they called him because the fonts he used on that were only made at this one network's computers. So they knew what network he was from and like whittled it down to this dude in Florida who had control of the uh, satellite. They charged him with something of uh, not having permission to broadcast, but technically he had a license. So he did have permission to do what he did, and they made a rule later. They made it illegal, but they still put him in jail for it. No, they gave him a year's probation and fined him, but still, there was no law at the time when he did what he did. He had permission to do it. He just didn't like what he did. So, if he had all that information to do that little bit of shit, how you gonna take over a whole network and say anybody can do it twice? Within two hours on two different networks, like two different sister stations, but still, to know all that and to override both those... It's an inside. It's somebody knows who did it, but they probably want to yeah. cover for him because that's funny as shit. I you, wouldn't tell either. You have to have some serious equipment <clears throat> to do something like that. 
feel like this is like Die Hard 2 level takeover at airport kind of. It's all for a show, too. It's just with the thing. Like, it was oh, all just for fun. Like, like just skill level. I don't know. Like I just had the, to talk about that hard. <laughs> the, the skills involved are very minimal. It's more the equipment. Like, who can afford that equipment? If people can afford it, where are they putting it? Because you're not just putting up a giant radio antenna or a TV antenna out of nowhere and nobody's noticing it. And then how do you intercept another signal? Because... TV networks generally and radio as what well. What if it was part you, they cut in on Doctor Who? What if it was part of Doctor Who? What if nobody if they ever scheduled. broke in? No, what if nobody ever broke in? What if they recorded that in the middle of their episode? But not everybody got the same broadcast, just the Chicago yeah. affiliates had it broke in. It's only this one station in Chicago oh, okay. that is so, so someone had to know their networks. You Which could, isn't super specific, but... Yeah. You could <clears throat> narrow it down to also a distributor of who's delivering their, their tapes for their episodes that they... Yeah. See? They would have known. But so see, what if it, it was never... Tape, a, they see, it wasn't on the tapes. It was, it was uh, broadcast out, yeah. It overrode their signal. That was the whole thing. The FCC got involved. They were going to find the dude like 100 grand. It's a big thing. But if they came out now, apparently the statute of limitations has run out. So if you're out there, I wish they would. That would actually, be so cool. you know what? <laughs> I want to interview you. <laughs> this actually reminds me of a it was a, a cartoon someone made for. A, they said they saw it on, a, damn it, Sesame Street. It was the a, a song about cracks. Oh, they saw like shit. stuff in the cracks and like uh, uh, monsters in the in the cracks and like a bunch of things. And it was their friends. They were sitting there, were sitting in their house and talking about it. And this cartoon disappeared. And finally, they got like a DVD from someone who was like, "You can't." put it anywhere, but you can say you saw it. And then a second person got a copy of it that said the same thing, and they ended up putting it online, and all these people had said, you know, act like it was never a thing, and the guy who recorded it doesn't remember doing it hardly. Nobody else has ever come out saying anything other than one guy who, or a woman who did the voices for it. Shit happens, it disappears, they want to get rid of it. I mean, there are a bunch of different ways it could be accomplished. But no matter which way, like, there's no one definitive answer that gives 100% they use this method. Because, like I said, it could have been anybody from the guy delivering the, the tapes that were being broadcast. Because a lot of that stuff's automated. They just load a bunch of tapes up and, you know, a computer picks one and starts playing it back in the day. But if it wasn't on the tapes, that eliminates that altogether. And then, you know... Who's putting up a giant fucking antenna with enough signal strength to overtake one from a, a large network? So is there anybody at that time who's like pranking motherfuckers like Danny DeVito putting his feet all over everything? <laughs> <laughs> is there like a Chicago guy who's just like fucking known for pranking motherfuckers at that time? Probably not. And it's weird that it was just that one... Yeah. And then never again. And then, like, why the dildos? Like, I feel like... <laughs> or the floss water. Somebody yeah. got... I feel like that was a dare. And it was probably people that worked there. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the dildos probably came in... I don't know what the laws were back then, but the laws are extremely strict about what kind of material you can show 
on everyday TV or like radio. You can't cuss on the radio and stuff. That's why they delay all their feeds. That way they can censor it before it hits the air. Networks get fined a lot. Oh, did they get fined for the dildos? Did it end up costing them a whole bunch of money? I feel like that's why, like, if if someone were going to do it, that's why they would bring the dildos in, because they know you're not allowed to do that on TV. I mean, just imagine. We're not nefarious. Them enough. sitting around planning this. And yeah. I bet just one idiot was like, man, you gotta put some dildos in there. Because <laughs> <laughs> you always gotta have the dildos. You gotta have the dildos. I, I wonder, also, like, because I, I highly doubt somebody's buying the equipment. Would it be somebody that worked for, you know, like another, like a radio station or something that already had the equipment in place and they were just able to change the frequency? Because, I mean, what what time did it air? Does it, do you know? Oh, yeah, the first interruption was like 9.14 and the second one was at 11.15. So, almost, and like, they're exactly two hours later. Yeah. The second after that, they did it again, so they... They either knew they were gonna it was gonna work the second yeah. time or something. They knew it was gonna work both times and they weren't gonna get caught. So that's why they didn't do it again afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Someone had there's some sort of inside knowledge. They had to at least know what power level was gonna override and everything, and know it was gonna work well, before that, it happened twice. That's not hard because your your frequencies are essentially your power level. Yeah. So if you know the frequency, all you have to do is get a higher frequency, and that would allow you to override. That's why generally your your higher stations, well, back when things were analog, they got better signal. Versus like AM radio stations, they're always like really low numbers because their frequency is lower. But that does not mean their equipment cannot broadcast at a higher, higher level. So I wonder almost could it be somebody that, you know, fucking AM radio is dead at, you know, as soon as the lights go out. They're just bored. Or like, I want to go somewhere where I know the equipment is already in place, but I can't go somewhere where they're actively using the equipment. So I'll just go over to this little no-name radio station that broadcasts at like 9 in the morning for the old people. And then at night, they're not doing anything because the old people are in bed, and I'll just use their equipment real quick. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. It's just a theory. I mean, mean, that makes more sense than them having all this shit at their house. Right, yeah. yeah. Back back then, there were not as many manufacturers for that kind of equipment. So you can probably, I mean, the government probably could go to the manufacturers and say, who in this area have you sold to recently? You know, and, and narrow down the list that way. But if it was, you know, some old radio station or something like that that's been in place for decades and they just don't use it nighttime. It's there. You're not tracing it because it's not like I just went out and bought $40,000 worth of radio or TV equipment. So, it, you know, and you don't have to dispose of it either when you're done. Who's spending that kind of money for something that lasts two and a half minutes? And then getting rid of it, like, yeah. I like I like the idea of it being like a 
competing station or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's easy to rule out, though, because you could just go back and view the broadcast from every station in the area and see if their broadcast was ever interrupted. It would have to be because they would have to change over their frequency, which would take them off the air temporarily. Unless somebody from the competing station did what you did and like hijacked some other. No, it doesn't work that way. All right. So for you to hijack a station, you would have to do, you would have to interrupt their broadcast or use their equipment when they are not using it. So if it was a competing station, yeah, you could go back and say, well, if they were on the air the whole time, then their equipment was actively being used. It wasn't being hijacked. Versus if you found one that was not actively on the air at that time. And somebody just turned it on and said, here's my little here's my weird porno. Here's my weird dildo flossing <laughs> on <the radio>. yeah. <laughs> So there are a lot of, a lot of theories into that. I don't know why that thing just started playing music. Oh, did it? I heard something. That's the second time tonight. I didn't hear it. That's music we were listening to in the car yesterday when we went to the mall. Juicy? What is juicy? Uh, (laughs) But earlier, it played a a song, like one specific song that we listened to in the car yesterday, which is weird. It just started playing. Fucking ghost. Maybe somebody's hijacking your... Shit. Yeah. It's, the, it's the ghost. <laughs> we need the paranormal burrito to come in here and investigate some shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, y'all want to do final thoughts? Final thoughts? Yeah. Oh, God. I love that Channel 37 thing. That's wild. Did you ever... Did you say... Ow, ow, ow. Did you say what they were doing? What the scientists were doing? They were studying the atmosphere with radio waves, like... Or satellites specifically made to look at radio waves or record radio waves. They were making the dead hand signal? Maybe. Who knows? So for the number stations, do you think that like right now number stations are controlling like assassins like for CIA? Hell yeah. We got people that are like trained to just like when they hear the number like 347 they're going to go like assassinate. I do. I definitely still think that because the lowest technology is sometimes always the best technology. Fucking number station, something simple. You can get an unused frequency, just record some random ass numbers, and send messages to people all around the world. It's very <laughs> low tech, very easy to do. And especially for a government, it would be super easy for them to do it. So uh, I definitely agree that they're still sending messages to somebody. Temple hats. Should we get some? Those people were stupid. <laughs> no. <laughs> apparently the tinfoil hats. <laughs> well, apparently they work except for in the frequencies that you want them to work. <laughs> so, <laughs> they block everything except for what you want them to block. So, <laughs> apparently they're not doing good things. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, because you don't know how shit works. Oh, that's saying. Max Headroom. That's a wild one. I don't know what the hell I think. I hope that it's... I think it's people that work there. 
Yeah, like I hate this fucking. Job. <laughs> yeah, like, I want that to be what it was. Yeah, like, I don't know what to think about that. And as a audio and video nerd, I can go down rabbit holes for days on that. Yeah, show. enjoy. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of different articles about it. It's fun as shit. Okay. I mean, I can, I can probably think of ten thousand different ways to explain how they could have done it. That's fucking. I mean, this is the time when the pe- like public thought Kevin Mitnick could set off warheads by whistling into the phone. But, um, oh, because you can use phone tones to go into a modem. That's not the same thing. So, something like that wouldn't be possible now, right? Because of the way TV is? Or could somebody do that now? What, I'm still satellite-based. It's, it's digital, but you yeah. could, if you could break the encryption, yeah, you could still do it if you could take it over, probably. Just nobody's done it. I want somebody to do it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would almost be easier now than it would have been back then. Like I said? Yeah, because you can get really powerful equipment in smaller packages now. Yeah, from anywhere and nobody knows what, who yeah. wants to shit. So I, I think if someone were to do it again, it would be a lot cheaper, a lot easier, and a lot easier to get away with it. But also a lot easier to get caught if they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can fucking track anything with the power of the internet these days. So. And people have big mouths. I think they'd yeah. be on fucking Twitter just telling <laughs> everybody. <laughs> they'd be warning people beforehand. They'd be like, you better turn on Hedron, channel 12. Don't talk to any of these people. Ryan, <laughs> I won't tell anybody. I'll, I'll tell everybody. I will say I know who it is. You want to know? Go fuck yourself. But it's a guy. He's cool. I don't care. I just busted it on The guy. Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> Whipping my dildos around. <laughs> They're going to talk about me on Basic Bitches. <laughs> all right. Is that all? Oh, and now, shout out. Oh, you do it. Right? Shout out to Emily Affliction, because this is our radio broadcast episode from where? Queensland, Australia? Yeah. I like y'all. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> One of my favorite bands. We love y'all. And they listen to us. So y'all should all be listening to us. Everybody. The only yeah. people that will hear this are people who listen to us. So. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> we'll do Australian conspiracies if you want. We'll talk about the dingo and the lady. That's a real thing. People thought she killed her kid. It was really dingoes. It really was a dingo that ate her baby. That's crazy. <laughs> Maybe the dingo ate your baby. Yeah. yeah that <laughs> like people make a joke about it. Like, really, that was a thing. That was crazy. Wild dogs, like, in the middle of the night. That's fucking weird as shit. That's a real thing that just happens in Australia. Wild dogs oh, apparently be... fucking kangaroos just walk up in people's yards, and too. And punch you. Yeah, they'll just be outside waiting to punch you. That's weird as shit. Fuck a goddamn kangaroo, man. I'm not Australia badass had, enough to a, a, live great, in Australia. Australia had the great emu war that they lost against the emus. see that video of the kangaroo, like, tried to take some dude's dog, and he went up. He punched him. Yeah, he punched the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> No, I have seen it. There's like a comedian from New Zealand that talks about Australia, like about like being a New Zealander going to Australia, but her thing's just wild enough. She's not badass enough to even be in Australia. It is really fucking funny. That's not true at all because Australia doesn't exist. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Australia isn't real. If you're a conspiracy theorist, that's right. Australia is real, but their birds are fake. I don't 
don't know what the hell I was reading earlier, but um, apparently, and I don't know if this might have been an old article, but at some point there was a thing going around TikTok where people were saying that Texas wasn't real. <laughs> I wish Texas wasn't real. <laughs> I've been to Texas. It is horrible, it's, right? It sucked. <laughs> Texas it fucking was fucking horrible. horrible. Some of my favorite YouTubers hail from the great state of Texas. <laughs> so Is she nice from Texas? No, he's from like up north or something. Actually, I thought he was from South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> you or think, Alabama. You would think, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh, that's weird. That's surprising. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it. That's it. Bye. Bye. Love y'all. Love y'all.